You know, Sean definitely has something in his glass. Uh, tonight, I am drinking um, Glenlivet, which my sister confirmed for me just moments before I came on the air. My sister confirmed for me that this was my Nana's um, uh, scotch. This is what she liked to drink, so um, it's cool. But this one that I'm drinking, so I'm starting to get into this a little more. It's a friend of mine, Barry, gave it to me. I was house and dog sitting for her, and she knows I like whiskey. So she left this great little bottle, and it's um, Glenlivet 14. It's the Cognac Cask Selection. So it was matured um, for 14 years in bourbon and sherry casks, and then finished off the last six months in um, ex-Cognac casks. And um, so I... Um, I I have a really strong sense of smell. So the first thing that I did, of course, is smell it. I also happen to work at a wine tasting room and um, you know, that's a big part of it. So this, oh, it smells really floral. Sometimes I could just have fun drink, you know, smelling for a while. I actually prefer, for instance, wine. I prefer the smell of wine over the um, the taste of wine. <laughs> I love to smell it and I can actually smell the notes more than I can taste them which will be interesting to see for me. With this, I definitely get floral and sweet, and it's really, um, it's really mild. Like, it, it's just lovely to smell. I wish I could let you smell it. Um, but, and then to taste it, it's actually very smooth. I, ha I haven't quite learned all the lingo about how you describe that, but it's got a little bit of a, a medium finish. Like, you know, I could feel it a little bit um, right at the very end. But there is something sweet. It's really mild. It's really smooth. And I, 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 I might drink this whole bottle tonight. Probably not. But it's that good. So Glenlivet 14 Cognac Cask Selection. There we go. Got to get used to this. So there it is. Um, it's really good. So I was reading. I'm trying to get good at reading like people's reviews. And it's hilarious to me how people can be reading the same or drinking. Sorry drinking the same stuff and like how they experience and it's hilarious only because when people talk about it they talk about it like like it's it like oh this is definitely but if you go and read reviews on anything from wine to whiskey everybody has their own personal experience and isn't that the way it should be right um because life is our own personal experience um yeah emily you better not be drinking you <laughs> anyway so it is it's really yummy so let me know you guys what are you um what are you guys drinking anybody anybody drinking what are you having tonight sean i know you're on there looks like my comments are moving a little better tonight maybe it's where i have my cursor placed <laughs> that's funny so anyway um anyway i want to start the month off um with my own personal ghost stories and um, uh, and I, I, if you came in late, I've already mentioned that something is going on here. Um, and so if you see anything moving behind me, please, well, maybe don't tell me because maybe I don't want to know because I am home by myself and I've already experienced noises um, that really had me walking around the house hollering to see if anyone was home. And so this is kind of how things are. And the truth is... All right, Crown Royal Bourbon Mash. 
Nice. I can always count on you, Sean. I keep this list <laughs> of things that Sean drinks that I need to try. So I need I need to um, win a million dollars too so I can afford all these great um, whiskeys. But but thank you for, for showing up with that. So anyway, my ghost stories. So um, we moved into this house. I'm just going to tell you about this house that I live in. And some people... Um, you know, call it, you know, you live in a haunted house. Well, I've mentioned that I'm a paranormal investigator and usually we don't tend to think of, of thing. We don't use that word a lot, to be honest. Um, you know, if we go into a place, I mean, we can say sometimes with the, you know, the evidence that we might have gathered, if there is some sort of para paranormal activity, sorry, my bangs are in my face. Um, if there's some sort of paranormal activity, um, and of course, when we say paranormal, it just means something that, that happened that we can't explain, right? Um, and so a lot of people will ask me if I'm scared living here. Generally, it's not scary. It doesn't feel scary here at all. Um, and Emily, you can chime in. You know, my kids have experienced things, and I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the things that they've experienced. Um and if I can ever get them in here, I, that'd be kind of fun for them to, to do. But it's sometimes it is scary. And when it's scary, it's scary because it's not usually scary, if that makes sense. So um, we've talked a little bit about energies. And, um, you know, my kids and I uh, happen to be pretty empathic. And so we can sense those things. And the truth is, you know, empaths can stand next to a variety of people and can tell who's angry, who's, you know, relaxed, that kind of thing. And so, you know, the theory is that we also can sometimes feel that around energies that aren't actually living. So for me personally, when I'm, when I am experiencing something that doesn't feel good, it really kind of gets my, my radars up. Um, and, and that this, I don't know what this is or cause it kind of startled me a little bit. It didn't feel weird to the point that I would run up my stairs. So I'm not really sure um, yeah, Emily, I'm working on that. Emily, my daughter said, I don't know if you can add guests like on Instagram, but I am looking into using a different streaming option so that I can add in guests. Um, speaking of that, my friend Pete Wren, who is with the Vancouver Paranormal Society, um, he has been investigating for 30 years. He also has some really cool experiences from his childhood. Um, he has, he's in a cool YouTube video. I'll share that, um, on, on the page after. Um, and he's also, um, working with a friend. They're writing, um, a book with all of his stories in it. So he has agreed to come on, um, the last Wednesday of the month, right before Halloween to share some of his stories. So, um, he has some good ones and maybe, maybe we can figure out a way for him to share some of his EVPs and things like that. So I'm, I'm, I tried to create a little space for that. So I'm trying, I am working on that. I'd love to have people join me. Um, so anyway, getting back to my ghost stories, I, um, I, uh, moved into this house. We, our family moved into this house in 2006 and um, at the time my kiddos were six years old and three years old. And one of the first things that we started noticing um, <clears throat> pretty early on was that almost every day, <coughs> excuse me, I need a little sip of whiskey because my throat's a little dry. Um, 
Yes, Nikki P is awesome. Anyway, um, so one of the first things that we noticed in our house was that every day, like literally every day, weekdays especially, we would hear somebody walking in, um, walking in through the, uh, the garage door, like literally hear the, the creaking. There was no mistaking. Um, you know, Noah was only like three, four years old, but Emily was old enough that we would think that their dad was coming home. And this happened all the time. Um, and, and that was like one of the, the weird things, um, that would happen. The other little thing, and they were really subtle in the beginning. Um, the other thing was, um, that uh, I would come downstairs and in the front entry of our house, there was, um, there's a, you know, like a closet. It's got a sliding door, you know, it's where you could hang your coats when you come in the, the house. And I would get up many mornings and find it open. Even, even once I became cognizant of this happening, it would really make a point of being like, okay, I'm closing this. Let's see what happens. I would wake up the next morning and, um, and, and see it open. And, it, you know, it was really weird. I mean, the, what I understand about all of this, you know, 14 years later is that that was just some res residual energy. So the gentleman who lived in this house before had died just months before we bought it. His wife had died some years earlier, um, but they were the sole owners of this house before us. Um, they had bought it right after it had been built. And there were still there's still things today that belong to him um, in the house. And so what I, what I, you know, I think about those is that it was just his residual energy. It was a, it was something he probably did every single day, work day, you know, and if I can find out more, I'm going to try and do that. But I haven't gotten around to that yet, just to kind of confirm maybe what his daily patterns were. Um, that kind of stuff faded over time, which again, kind of tells me that it was a little bit residual because I imagine that stuff can get cleared um, over time if you work on it. And I have made an effort to clear certain things. And I believe, hi, Allison. Um, I believe that, you know, like residual energies are a little, little easier to clear because they're just stuff left over, right? So it's the same, you know, when I use this sage at the start of my session, I'm, you know, clearing the space and and, and asking for for, you know, courage and happiness and joy and fun and all of that to enter in. And so it makes sense to me that those things would um, disappear. Hi, Pete. I already told everybody you might join us later in the month. Um, so anyway, so that was kind of how it started. Now, I, I think it was a year or two later when Emily was a little bit older. And Em, if you're still on, you can chime in in the comments where she, I think, and Noah, explained that they would they would see we have a little kitchen table that can look right into the entry where the door is right by this closet right and they told me that almost every morning when they were sitting and eating breakfast they would see legs like just legs like black shadow legs of someone by by the 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 uh, door and what's really funny to me is that when they told me this I'm like really like that that wasn't weird or scary to you but the truth is they were pretty young when they moved in. And I think sometimes things just become um, normal, you know, like I, I don't I don't know why. But they told me about this um, early on. Noah also had an experience where he saw um, he was sitting in the living room and looked over in the dining room and saw standing um, right to the door in the kitchen a shadow figure. So it was the shape of a man, but it was just, you know, solid, um, solid black. 
And he said, I just kind of looked at it for a minute and then I looked away and I, when I looked back, it was gone. Um, and I've always been amazed at my kids because some of the stuff, you know, they just say it matter of factly. And some of it, like we didn't watch a lot of stuff about, you know, like ghosts at that time. In the years coming after, I started watching a lot of shows because I was like, this is really strange. But, um, but you know, Noah still remembers that. And the interesting thing is that those were really active areas. So the entryway to the house and the dining room continued to be an active place um, for us and, and still kind of is. So, um, you know, I think that's for me in terms of just wanting to look at this in um, a logical or um, kind of, you know, real way and scientific way is to kind of look to where it adds up, look where we can corroborate stories. Um, and so that's been kind of fun. And I, I think that that's really was interesting. I, you know, I think everything happens for a reason and moving into this house really sparked some kind of, you know, some things in me, awarenesses and understandings in me that had kind of been buried for a long time. So that for me was really kicking off this and partly because I was experiencing it, but my children were experiencing it too. And, and you know, as a mom, you're like, okay, this is weird. What's happening? Why are my kids having this? Um, in terms of my children too, things were especially um, active for Noah in his room. They continue to be really active in there. Um, I don't know why. I think it could be a variety of things. I mean, I have been told that part of what happens in my house is the, is that I can sense them, so they come. And I don't know if that's true, but it kind of it kind of makes sense. It's kind of like they can they can find me. And I think Noah has been particularly sensitive. Um, Emily, like me, I think is is starting to uncover some of that too. Um, and so it's becoming more prevalent for her for having those experiences. But Noah. We used to have, um, we used to have a, um, sorry, um, we used to have, um, this little girl, there was a little girl that all of us would see, even their dad, um, he actually, he's actually the only one that ever saw a full-bodied apparition of this little girl, a little blonde girl, and, um, and interestingly, she, we had seen her in our previous house that we lived in and we used to think it was our daughter, Emily, because she has blonde hair and we'd realized that, no, that's not her. So I don't know, you know, why or how something would follow us here, but it appeared that it did. And, um, most of the time when we would see her, she was sitting on Noah's bed. So, you know, you'd go walking by and you'd see a little girl sitting on the bed. Now, it's easy. It's easy to not be afraid of something like that because it's easy to talk yourself out of what you just experienced. And and I I imagine some of you, many of you listening are like, "Well, that was just the corner of your eye. You didn't see her straight on, right?" Um uh and yeah, Emily says, "I didn't know dad had seen her." Well, I'll tell that story in just a minute. Hopefully he doesn't get upset that I'm telling his story. Um but um she was there and, um, and I mean, everyone saw her. I'm pretty sure Emily, you saw her. Noah would see her and she didn't, I mean, she didn't really do a lot. Um, but the two other things that we experienced with her was that one day, um, the kiddos and I were sitting at the dining room table and just chatting about ghosts. Cause that's what we would do here. And, um, we were talking about Mr. Harrison, who's the gentleman who owned this house before. 
And um, uh, and Emily says, you know when you see it. This is really true. If you ever see something like this, you will know. Probably no doubt in your mind what you've just experienced. Um, but I totally get that other people have to experience these things for themselves, right? Um, so anyway, uh, Emily and Noah and I are sitting at the table and we're talking about Mr. Harrison because probably something had happened and we kind of just talk about him as if he's another occupant in our home because we've really come to believe that he is. Um, and because we've had experiences with him aside from the residual stuff and we're talking about him and we hear from right behind me. So, you know, just someone standing right here. We hear a little girl's voice say, what about me? And that <laughs> was pretty creepy. It was really weird. Noah and I just moments later heard something again from the, the kitchen. It was also sounded distinctly like um, a, a female, young female voice, but we couldn't hear what it um, said. And I believe Emily did not hear that one, which is the interesting thing about voices and um, that kind of phenomenon is that you can be in a room with seven people and three of you will hear it and the other others won't which is beyond me I don't understand but we all we all three heard the first one um, and that was probably one of the most profound experiences because we all heard it it seemed to be a direct response to what we were talking about and um there's this little girl that just wanted to be acknowledged, right? She's like, wait, I'm here too. You know, what's the, who's this Mr. Harrison guy? So we, you know, we did make a habit of trying to, to talk to her. And I don't remember exactly what we did, but I'm, I'm certain we said, Hey, we're, we're here. You know, we know you're here and sorry, we didn't talk to you. And, and that's kind of how the kids and I especially have, um, have, um, you know, just embraced it. Like these are just people who are around us there. You know, I believe that they are people who were once alive and for whatever reason, reasons I don't understand or pretend to understand, their energies are still around. Um, Nikki, Tokeland, uh, I've never been, but isn't it amazing? Isn't it the craziest thing to actually hear a voice with your own, with your own ears? It's so weird. Um, so that was some years ago. I think my kids were like elementary school, late elementary school when that happened. Um, and to bring up the little girl, she, uh, uh, Matt, um, he had mentioned that, um, one night he woke up and, um, in the middle of the night, the TV woke him up and, but he looked down and standing at the end of the bed right near my feet, he saw this little girl with long blonde hair. Um, and as I recall, he said she was wearing kind of a dress that dated her, you know, kind of a pinafore is what he was describing. Um, and, and that was really big because he's, it's not something he, um, tends to, uh, tends to talk about or, um, admit to. He has more and more over the years as, as, um, we've, we've experienced more and, and, you know, I, I think you, you get to a point where you just can't deny it anymore. Right. So anyway, the little girl, I can't say she's been around in a while. Um, I, I can't say why she would have left or who she was, um, but we definitely experienced her enough to, to feel really confident saying that she was here and that she was some sort of intelligent spirit. And for whatever reason, she was, um, she was interested in Noah because she hung out in there um, quite a bit. Um, Noah's room happens to be the room where there's the closet to the um that has the entry to the crawl space above the um um the you know the house 
So which has always been kind of creepy. And he was creeped out to the point that we had to screw it shut. Um, and I've had some experiences and done some, just some really intentional work um, to try to, to feel out that space and definitely think that that's where things go. Like I, I think that the reason we don't see a lot of spirits during the day, typically, is because they don't really want to, they don't want to be bothered with us. And I don't, you know, I think they go somewhere or maybe they think, you know, we're the dead people. I don't know. You know, have you ever seen that movie, The Others? I don't know. But um, anyway, they, um, I think that they, they go there. That's like, I think Mr. Harrison goes there um, or, or maybe in our garage, which is another really active place. And it's the one place though in the house that, that feels um, that feels really, really creepy to all of us. Um, and not all the time. It's just that sometimes you can go out there and you're just like, there's something doesn't feel right in, um, the house in the, in here. And that's why this has been really startling. Cause it, so the, the, see this door behind me, go out that door and to the left, there's stairs up to go up the stairs and there's a pantry and then the, the garage. Well, I mean, we've had all sorts of things. Um, we have the occasional feeling that literally someone, you know, like, you know, when you get startled, something feels funny and you just want to run up the stairs. That happens to us pretty frequently, but um, not um, not enough to say that it's anything else. And, you know, I do have some tools. I have a K2 meter, which, reg which registers, you know, electromagnetic frequency. And I can't find any indicator that there's anything going on around that. And like I said, it's not consistent enough to think that it would be something like that. It's occasional. It happens. And, um, and you know, you either don't feel it or sometimes you're like, this is really weird. Um, and we've often been able to look up from upstairs down here when it's, when it's kind of dark and see something moving around, which is really creepy. I don't know what it is. Um, I have a, I have I have an an instinct. I have a gut feeling. I have a I, some a sense about who it is, or um, not by name or anything, but someone that I can see um, in my mind's eye, and I experience them all the time. And um, on that note, Noah um, Noah actually was um, I was sleeping on the couch once, and um, Noah came home, and he said the next morning he said to to me he said mom. Did you get creeped out at all while you were sleeping on the couch last night? I was like, no, why? And he said, well, because when I looked on the stairs, there was a guy standing there watching you <laughs> sleep. Okay, that's weird. But what's weird when I asked him about it, so the person that we sense here in this house is this male who's like maybe mid to late 20s, and he's been here for a long time, and he something is really uncomfortable about him. I don't, I don't really know what it was, what it is. If he's unhappy, he doesn't feel angry necessarily, but it's, it's, he's, he's what I think is the uncomfortable person. Now, of course, there's no way for me to prove this. This is just a sense I get, but, but, but my son can corroborate the general idea of who this person is. And so that's, you know, that's interesting, right? And it definitely can't be explained. Um, but I mean, we definitely have times where I, I, do, I step into my garage and I can't 
I can't go because it doesn't feel right. And I don't get scared very easily, but occasionally that happens. Um, also, we can be sitting here. So we have a, it's a family room right out here with TV. And I, I'm down here watching TV all the time. Now oh, there's Emily. She said he's creepy. He is creepy. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell another thing. Like these stories are just rolling out because there are so many of them. Um, so uh, we can, we have been sitting here and literally heard someone knock on the garage door the door that, you know, the door, door that comes in. So there, there's always something, you know, that door every, every once in a while we'll hear it open. So really active place right here. So it is kind of creepy to be sitting here by myself. Um, and especially because I heard noises out there earlier tonight and I felt that creepy feeling. And I actually texted Emily or messaged her and said, I think the things in the house know I'm going to talk about them tonight and I'm not sure if they want want me to. So, um, you know, I was like, I hope nothing weird happened. Well, the noises I heard on the other side of this wall were definitely weird. Um, you know, we've lived here for almost 15 years and we've had a lot of things happen. But mind you, it doesn't happen every day and they're not always really explicit things like banging on walls or knocking on doors. Um, oh, Emily just remembered something. One time... The three of us were sitting on the couch down here, Emily and Noah and I, watching TV. And I think we had heard some noises. This is a long time ago, and we never really wrote these things down. So, I'm, Emily, I'm so glad you reminded me of this. This was quite a while ago. But I kid you not, we literally felt someone sit down on the couch in between us. So, these are my little kids. They're sitting pretty close to me. And it was like this person just came and maybe it was the little girl, like maybe she wanted to be a part of this, but we had been sensing something else and literally felt something. We got the coldness on our arms and it, and the, you know, the pressure in the couch, like someone was there weird, so weird. But what I love is that my, you know, like some people would be freaked out that their kids are experiencing these things, but you know what? They were there, they can corroborate, and we experienced this together. Um, so, you know, I think also it makes them a little more open, a little less scared about these things. But Emily, thank you for reminding me of that. I almost totally forgot. How could someone forget that? Well, because there's other things, right? Like so many things have added up over the years. Um, so anyway, this busy, busy place down here. Um, and, and like I said, I, I watch TV down here. I hang out by myself all the time. 99 0.9% of the time, I'm totally cool. And you know, I feel fine. There's nothing scary about it. But sometimes something decides it wants me to know it's here. Um, and I'm not having figured out what that is quite yet. I need to do a little more work. And to be honest, sometimes I don't want to know like there, you know, I, I've done the work, I can see the person, because he often comes upstairs There's a chair where I sit, um, where I do my meditating and my reading. And it, he doesn't come in the living room. He just stands in this doorway and, and like watches me. It's really creepy. But I don't, when I say that, I'm, it's not like I'm seeing some Hollywood movie type ghost. I see a lot of things in my mind's eye. So I can close my eyes and I'll see this person if they're there. And that's usually how I kind of tap into that energy and sense it. Um, so that moves me up to this entryway of our house again. So that, that area continues to be really active. We'll see shadows moving constantly from, um, from the, um, the doorway, you know, in between it's all the time. And people who don't even live in our house will have said that they see these shadows, 
um, moving uh, the kitchen. The kitchen is also really active. Um, many times I'm sitting in the, um, the chair, like a lot of times I'm home by myself, you know, and uh, I can hear people like, like someone's in the kitchen doing stuff, you know, that shouldn't be there. Or I'll see shadows move like one time they're right. I, there's a um, area where I put my pots and pans when I've, you know, washed them and they're sitting there to dry. And of course the, the pan has a, has a reflective surface on it that's shining, you know, that's coming kind of towards me. And I could see something moving in it. And I just kind of sat there from my chair, like, what the heck is this? And eventually got up to go look and see. And, and I, I do try to, to, um, be smart about this. Like I don't go to a place automatically, um, with most of these things that they're just real. Like I try to look around and find an explanation for it. And I have for a lot of these things. And, and it's why today I believe so many of them because there's, no real explanation for for why I would see that um and and it happens I mean there'll be noises there'll be things that fall off of shelves in the in the kitchen that really shouldn't fall off of shelves and you know and again when I tell you this it sounds really overwhelming because it's a lot in 15 years time and I think someone would say this is a pretty active place um uh but you know, it, again, it doesn't happen every single day and, the, and it kind of ebbs and flows. There'll be times then that it's a little, a little more. Um, I think one of the, like people ask me, are you scared? I think the times that I am, that I've ever really, really been scared is when the activity is so overt that I think a real person is in my house. So, um, the, the biggest story around this is, um, oh, I'm going to see this. Oh, Roxanne says she felt someone tug on her shirt. That's, that's really crazy. I've, I've felt people touch me a couple times just the other day, as a matter of fact. Um, and th that's creepy. I mean, you just kind of go, okay. And <laughs> you want to talk yourself out of it, but you can't always. So that's awesome. Roxanne, thanks for sharing that story. Um, and I know that you you uh, have a lot of probably great stories to share. Um, so uh, so this this one time, this is one of the scariest things and a really kind of longest like activity. What you know, a lot of things happen in, in just a matter of moments or you know, kind of collective moments. But Emily and I were coming back from um, somewhere. Who knows? We were coming walking up to the house, and the rest of the family was not home. And I saw the front curtain move, like pulled back, like someone looked out of it. And, um, and then it, you know, it went back. And so our first thought was it was our dog because he would often come and greet us at the door. Well, one, usually he would be in the window standing there, you know, watching to make sure we were actually coming. And two, we both remembered that he was actually in his crate downstairs in, in the garage. So we knew it wasn't him. So immediately, if I re recall, Emily wanted to run back to the car because she was like, oh my gosh. And to be honest, I probably should have run back to the car because it could have been an actual person. I mean, we uh, we did have someone in our, rob our house one time and I'm pretty sure I saw him look out the window upstairs. I don't know if I've ever told anyone this because I didn't, I think I thought it was a ghost. But then we got in um, and realized that someone had robbed us. And um, I'm sorry, Emily, th this is making you feel uncomfortable. Just cover your eyes and plug your ears. It'll be okay. Um, uh, so 
we we so I walked in and I'm like Emily come on it, it's gonna be okay and I I have I really trust my instinct on some of that and it didn't feel like it did when we walked in when I opened the door the day our house had been robbed it was almost like I knew you know anyway you know how that stuff kind of is even creepier real people thing is real people things are creepier um so anyway we walked in the house and I immediately walked over to um to where to the window and the really creepy creepy thing was that it smelled really bad like like literally like something died and it was like really just in this one space and it smelled like that and I you know I think I can't remember I think Emily came over I'm like Emily can you smell that well that smell kind of dissipated really quickly so we knew it wasn't something in our house or under the house or whatever but it was there so now we have something moved the the curtain and something um you know smelled really gross like that like I the smell thing is a big deal for me I often smell people like people I love when I have experiences with them that's often how I know who it is because of a smell that I associate with them and I have a really keen sense of smell which you know going back to the whiskey was why I talked about how I enjoy smelling and I enjoy the nose on things like this so anyway you know we kind of had a minute or two we calmed down we're like oh we just had a weird experience I start walking up the stairs and in coming from Noah's room I can hear like someone rustling around for a good 15 20 seconds and I like froze on the stairs and then I went running back downstairs and I stayed because I'm listening because I'm like okay if this this is a real person and any minute they're gonna come running out of the house right because they've been trapped in here they're gonna freak out and run well they never came so I went upstairs there's nobody there nobody and um I mean, it was really, really loud. And again, Noah's room, which is where we, we see his room's a mess. So anything trying to get back in that crawl space probably is going to have to make a lot of noise. But that was probably, I think Emily will concur. There was, that was a pretty scary situation. I mean, like heart racing. But for me, again, it was mostly scary because I thought there was a person in my house with me and my child um, because it just kind of kept going. Um, and so... Mac, what did you smell like 27 years ago? So Mac's my one of my old roommates from college. Um, is this a trick question? Because I totally can't remember 27 years ago. Good God. So you're gonna have to tell me what that is. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, anyway, so that that was one of those stories. Um, you know, we've had people visit, I, people come and go here. And I've been told that, for whatever reason, that... Um, remember did we have goosebumps too i'm not getting it yeah uh, emily are we talking about the same thing <laughs> i don't know emily is that not the story you were thinking of see there's so many you guys i'm gonna have to have my kids on um uh but you'll have to tell me eminem if that's a, a different story than you remember um i think one of the first i skipped this one of the first early things i had um was actually um, experiencing a shadow figure and um, uh, I think it was on Vancouver Paranormal Society's um, Facebook page that someone asked the question the other day like what do you what do you think that is because if you go on a lot of shows they um, they talk about um, like you know 
if the shadow figures being like some sort of negative entity. I, I don't really believe that. I think, um, oh, Emily, gotcha. I'll tell that story in a minute. Um, uh, the, uh, oh, the shadow figures. So sorry, distracted. Um, the, um, shadow figures. I, I mean, I think that, I think that energy is from beyond do whatever they can to show up to us when they when they want or need to or sometimes maybe they don't even realize that that's what they're doing you know um and so sometimes we see them as just a black shape of a, you know a shadow um and there could be bad i mean i think just like people there are good spirits and there are other spirits that don't mean to be good right um and maybe it's because they weren't so good in their real life i i don't know i don't i i mean i'm i love this this field because I want to know more, but the truth is nobody really knows. And it, it's, it's fascinating. Um, but you know, so that's my answer. Um, but it is a pretty terrifying thing. So early on, um, I came, this was probably in the first three or four years that we lived here. I came upstairs and it was about 10 o'clock at night and I was heading to bed. And so as mamas always do, I was going to go check on my kiddos and, you know, give them good night before I go to bed. And I turned to go towards Noah's room and there is something literally right in front of me and his door's open. He has a nightlight in there. It's totally blocking out, blocking out everything. And I can see it just enough because the house isn't pitch black and I had, you know, um, you know, there's night lights around the house or whatever. And I just kind of backed into the door to my bedroom and turned on the light really quickly. And then whatever it was, was gone. Um, but that that was pretty startling because that was the first time ever that I had um, that I had experienced anything like that that I could actually see with my eyes and experience it and I felt it. But what was interesting was that I got this general sense that whatever it was was just as surprised to see me standing there as I was to see it. So, and this became kind of a common theme. I, and when I talk about things, you know, hiding away during the day, what I found in our house was, um, <laughs> hi Angelique, what I found in our house is that, and I still, I really think it's Mr. Mr. Um, Harrison, um, he would come out. So if, if I had gone to bed, for instance, and decided to come downstairs for a glass of water or something like that, I would actually that's when I would see him. And I mentioned the dining room. I almost always would see him standing right um, near the dining room table. And it would just be like a, a quick minute and it would be that shadow. Um, and I think it was just because he didn't expect me that he was like, okay, these people have gone to bed. I don't know. This is just my guess. And he would come out. So, um, and, and I had multiple experiences like that. Um, and again, it doesn't really scare me. I mean, what I, when I wake up and I have to go downstairs, I'm not really scared. I'm just, I am hyper aware, mostly because I, I want to see it at this point. And, and there have been times too, if I've sent something where I'll be like, sorry, I just need to get a drink of water. And I talk to him to let him know I'm coming. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, we've had all of that. Emily, Emily wants me to tell the story about the time I brought a, a, a haunted book home. Um, so this is kind of another thing and we can talk when we get, when we talk more about just how energy kind of works. I think this makes sense, but it was kind of freaky. Um and Emily chime in if you remember uh if you remember um 
all the stuff that happened because I really don't. So some years ago I was working, well, not that many years ago, five or six years ago, I was working at a, at a Lutheran church as a preschool director. And um, somebody had brought all these books, like just to get rid of, you know, like what happens at churches or whatever. So all these old books were piled onto these tables and they were up for grabs. And I love books. Like if I hoard anything, it's books and it's shoes. Um, I have a lot of books. I love them. And, um, and I love old books. So I'm like looking at these because a lot of them had been around a while. So anyway, long story short, there was this one book. It was an old Bible, I believe. And I literally felt like this book was calling out to me. No joke. Like I, every time I went to this, I went back to it and I'm like, I got to take this home. And I was kind of trying to avoid taking anything home because I felt like if I took one thing, I was going to take 10 and I really didn't need to bring home 10 new books at the time. But I did end up bringing this book home. Well, um, it, it didn't feel right. Like my kids told me right off the bat, this book has changed how it feels. And it was get, like you'd get goosebumps, like you could feel it coming off. And there were things that happened in the house. And I'm not really recalling. So Eminem, if you think, if you remember this, you tell me some of that stuff. Because I know it freaked my kids out, especially Emily, to the point it's like, Mom, you need to get this book out of our house, which I did after a few days and all of that whatever stopped. But it, it was really weird. So talking about like haunted and paranormal, you know, houses can hold energies um, things can hold energies, right? And so I don't know if that was actually a, a, any sort of intelligent haunting. It could have been. Um, and I've learned a lot recently about how to investigate items, actually. Um, but it it didn't feel right. Um, and it, you know, scared my kids. So that, that was really important to me that I not do that. But that was a really weird thing. So, you know, I've talked about Mr. Harrison, who I really think... Um, um, is here all the time. Um, and I, for many years, I've been trying to figure out why, like, cause I feel like there's a reason that he's here and I've tried to ask him. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it's just because he doesn't want to say goodbye. Um, he doesn't seem to be unhappy with things that we're doing in our, in the house. Um, and he doesn't necessarily seem to be trying to get our attention intentionally, you know, right. Um, um, and Emily, let's see, she's, oh, she's taught, we could smell something. So maybe that was associated, maybe the other story Emily was associated with that book. I really don't remember. I will tell you all this. If you um, have experiences in your house or anything, write it down because you do forget stuff. Um, but, it, and it's also really important to see where you have patterns so you can try to corroborate some of that stuff that's happening. Um, and you can also rule it out. Like if you know, the heater kicks on every day, um, you know, at the same time and you realize, you know, whatever that's, oh, that's why we hear that noise. Um, and so, and I, we try to make a habit. I've tried to teach my kids about how to, to debunk that. So, um, all right, Emily, it's coming back to me. So Emily said we could sense something in our house and it was when we got near that book that she realized because she got really bad goosebumps and her hair was standing up and that's when she realized that's probably what it was. Um, so yeah, so we needless to say we did not keep that book. Um we've had, you know, other things show up in our house sometimes that come through. Um the most recent stuff and I can't believe my time is almost up here. But the most recent stuff has been occurring actually a lot with my son Noah. Again, 
in his room, um, he has experienced, um, you know, someone knocks on his door or opens the door. Like, and um, I actually experienced that happen in his room once too. And it happens a lot. And the funny thing about that is I keep asking Noah, I wonder if it's actually like a spirit, like a ghost who's messing with you or if it's somebody else, you know, a spirit guide, an angel who's trying to give you a message, you know, but it's a pretty consistent thing that's been happening a lot to him. Um, the other thing too, is that he hears me call him. Um, he, you know, he's, he swears that I called his name and there's nobody there. And the really creepy thing. Okay. I think this is the creepiest thing. I think, um, Oh, thanks, Emily, for the reminder. I think that um, Emily reminded me to share about stuff in her her room, but I might have to make this to be continued, and we'll keep talking some of these full, cool ghost stories um, throughout October. But um, um, this creep this is the creepy thing, and I think I talked about this a little bit with Pete um, and. Noah has had experiences where he comes down. I've mentioned this chair that I sit in and, um, uh, and I sit there a lot. Like I sit there and read, I take naps in it. I meditate there. I, you know, if I'm just chilling, relaxing, whatever, and not watching TV, I am in that chair and I, you know, sit there and drink my coffee in the morning. So needless to say, I'm sure that my energy is there and I'm a pretty, um, intense person so I put off a lot of energy but Noah he tells me one day he's like mom I swear I came down the stairs and saw you sitting in that chair but you weren't there and so I got goosebumps because okay so get this um <laughs> I saw myself sitting in that chair one time which is the weirdest thing in the world but i started looking into this and this does happen to people this this is not an unusual thing and i think it just speaks to what energy can do like the intensities um and of, of that so i don't know if anyone's ever experienced anything like that i see nikki um talks about uh hearing footsteps running up and down stairs in their hallway at random that's the isn't that the weirdest thing is that it Sometimes it's just like, why we hear that? We hear footsteps. That's the other thing that um, that my husband would say was that he, in the middle of the night, we all would experience waking up and hearing someone walking around out in the hallway. Um, and it's, it's, it's so weird. Anybody else? Anybody else have experiences that they want to share before, before we get off of um, for tonight? I, if you do, message me. I'd love to share your stories next week while I'm talking. Um, and I, I think it's, you know, it's cool to be able to think about them and talk about them and share them with people. Um, because I think more people experience strange things than, than don't experience strange things, right? So thank you to those. I didn't see if Mac, did you ever let me know what the smell thing was? Because um, I didn't see that. But yeah, I still have more. I still have more stuff that I can share with you guys and I would love to share with you guys. Um, I um, I haven't heard anything weird here, but um, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, some other things that haven't happened in my house. So I'm drinking Glenlivet. And of course my sister Karen reminded me that, um, uh, you know, my Nana uh, drank this. I don't believe that's a coincidence, especially because so she she was a scotch drinker 
um, my grandfather, well, he wasn't my biological grandfather. Um, my biological grandfather died when I was two and my, my Nana remarried um, to a really, really wonderful man. Um, we called him Bumpy. One of the grandchildren named him that. And um, he he's the, he's the guy. So, you know, when you get see that meme that says, like, if you could sit on this bench and talk for an hour with someone who's passed, who would it be? He's that person for me because he was, um, he was really, he was just amazing. And he was so patient and interested, like as a child, he's the only person really, I mean, that I felt like every time I was talking to him, he was actually listening to me. Um, and he, you know, it was just, I mean, as a child, right, we always want to, we want that, right? Everybody wants that. And so he actually has turned up for me a number of times. Um, and I think this is different than a haunting or ghost, but I, I do think that spirits that are special to us can come back and remind us. And he particularly, he was a really smart man, you know, just really great head on his shoulders. And there's been a couple times when I've been under a lot of duress about a financial thing and putting it off and putting it off. And basically there's been three separate times and he's like, you need to take care of this today or you're going to regret it. And he, and, and I knew it was him. I could, I could just feel it, but I, I always would smell him like his cologne. Um, and it would just be that fleeting moment. And it was like, he left this message in my head, but, um, this hat that I'm wearing tonight, which I just kind of decided to wear cause my hair's in this weird place um because it's growing out and belong to him um the scotch thing i think all of this kind of you know come comes through but um i share that too because next week i will um share a cool story with you about my nana um and um this coaster that i have tonight with my whiskey this is thespian hall in um in boonville missouri and if you are so inclined if you look this place up, you can get a little history about it. And I can try and find some too, but um, it is known to be haunted. And um, I'll tell a little story about that um, next week with um, my Nana and continue with some of the stories and things that have happened in this house. Um, because there are a lot. There are a lot. I think I told some of the really big ones, but... Um, there's a lot going on in this house, but I'm really grateful that you sat in with me and listened and that, um, and that you would chime in and, um, and I hope you'll join me again. I hope that, um, that you have fun and, and, uh, would, you know, if you think there's someone else out there who might want to listen, especially if they know a lot about whiskey, cause I'm, I'm looking to learn. So I'd love people to join me and listen in. Um, and share what they know about whiskey. And like I said, don't hesitate to share your story. So you can message me here on, on Whiskey and Weird. Um, you can go on. I now have a Twitter account. Noah told me I should get a Twitter account. So I did that. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about all this because I have my, you know, so I have so many balls up in the air right now. And social media is really a pain in the ass. Um, and I know how crucial it is to like sharing this stuff. But oh my gosh, it's a little overwhelming. But I am on there. I'll probably do something with Instagram because I'm pretty active on there. So um, wherever you can, share it. Um, invite people that you think might be interested. Um, and, you know, message me your topics about things, weird things that you'd like to talk about. Um, or if you have something that would be really fun um, to bring you on to chat about in the future. Uh, we will continue um, October.